Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Adorned Podcast. We are on episode 69, and we're in our series, Our Gifts, His Glory. And today we have with us Angie Likens, who's the director and founder of Proclaim Truth. And just a little spoiler, you want to listen all the way to the end because there may be a discount code for her upcoming conference next January. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Today on the Adorn Podcast, we have Angie Likens. Angie, thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This is really exciting to talk to you guys today. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and just let us get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Well, uh, currently I live in Argyle, Texas, near Dallas. Um, I'm married to my handsome husband, Mm -hmm. Philip. Um, you can check him out at philiplikens.com. I'll give a little shout out because I think he's really impressive. I love um, that. We have two boys. I have Cade and he is seven years old and Jude is five years old. Um, and we have a German shepherd named Ezra. So <laughs> um, that's currently my life. Mm-hmm. Um See, let me think. So, yeah, I like to think of myself as being artistic, but my husband says that I'm crafty, <laughs> and uh, so not exactly artistic in the sense of a professional. And I really, I love to cook and organize things and plan things. Um, so, uh, my back, like, where did I begin? I was born in Arkansas, and then uh, very early on in second grade, my dad moved our whole family to North Louisiana where he began to farm. So I literally grew up in the middle of a rice field and then some cotton came into the life. And so I'm a farm girl. Like I spent most of my time with sheep and cows and horses and some goats. And that's awesome. <laughs> that really is my, that's why, the way I grew up. And then I started dancing in high school and continued that like went to Louisiana Tech in um, Ruston, and I danced there. And so um, from there, I mean, is this is a lot of information. I'm telling you a lot <laughs> this about is great. Um, let's see. In the summertime, I spent my summers for a long time. I just uh, spent my summers doing Christian camping. So I worked at a camp called Pine Cove, which is in Tyler, Texas. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's wonderful. And um, I did that for two years. And then I went to work for a camp called Cross Camp, which some friends of mine actually started. And that gave me an opportunity to really just travel around all over Texas and Colorado. It was a beautiful time in life. I think it was really living my best life at the time. You just living off of very little cash and eating lots of tacos from Taco Bell. And, oh, love Taco um, Bell. Doing life with some friends. I would not like Taco Bell now. It <laughs> the bomb. Um, after I graduated from Louisiana Tech, I lived in Nashville for a year because I just did not know what I was going to do with my mm-hmm. life at that point. I knew I wanted to do ministry, but I didn't really feel like I had a straight path for that at the time. And um, from that, I ended up back in Texas um, 
and I moved to Denton, Texas. I'd never been to Denton, Texas before, Mm -hmm. Um, but some friends of mine were on staff at Denton Bible Church, and they had a discipleship program Mm. for women to come in for a year, for men and women at the time. It's, yeah, they still do for men and women, Um, and you spend a whole year just being discipled and being poured into and learning the Bible and my world um, of things that I'd never really been exposed to, to that depth. That's where it started for me there. Um, And so I did that for a year, moved on from that and got a teaching certification, taught elementary school for a few few years. And Mm -hmm. I dabbled with doing florals. I really feel like this is like boring stuff. Y'all need to cut this one out. But anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, my heart really has just always been about ministry and discipleship. And from that point on, I was still single at this time in my life. It was before I had just turned 30 and the path of least resistance to be involved in ministry um, at that point was to become a coordinator of conferences for Tommy Nelson and then eventually going to work at my church in planning events and conferences. Um, as a woman, that was what was acceptable if you did not have a seminary degree to do ministry, if that makes oh, any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I started my quote event planning. Um, but really just a love of discipleship mm-hmm. of finding ways to interact and encourage women to be disciplers and live out that calling. So yeah. that you have, does, does that leave you with questions in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, Casey and I can both speak to, um, your conference proclaim truth that you put on and we were both so blessed by it and encourage everyone. I mean, we came back and encouraged oh, everybody yes. we know yes. to come this next year. Then we're like, come with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was just, it was exactly what you're saying. It is a conference based on, you know, discipleship and meeting with the one true God and knowing who he is in a, in a conference setting. And it was a really neat conference and, and we both, we loved it. And I mean, you can go back and listen to, we had an episode where we, you know, talked about it when we came back and just the highlights of it and our takeaways and all of that. So do you remember what number that is, Casey? I don't, we should have looked it up, okay, but, but oh, yeah. we'll link it. <laughs> if someone I wants to go back. I did that and I was like, Oh no, I didn't even know they were in the audience. What are they going to say? <laughs> and encouraging and I think I actually cried like oh you're so sweet so excited because um yeah I didn't even talk about that like that is really what I do now is proclaim truth and everything my life is led up to this mm-hmm. you know adventure of what we call proclaim truth now in my world and um it happens to be a conference for women where we are equipping and we are encouraging women who want to be better communicators of the gospel and God's Mm. word. And so that is what we are about. And this happens to be the tool that God's given me right now to, to do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Awesome. Well, do you have any random facts you wanted to share with us about yourself? Oh gosh, I do have some random facts. One is actually, I was on my Facebook profile, but I was eighth in the state for pig judging and (laughs) pig judging. Judging. I can judge a pig. I, I, don't can't. Even, I don't even know what that and, uh, means. Yeah, like literally, I didn't either, but I got eighth. And uh, yeah, and so like I, I told you, I was really involved with like 
farm animals and yeah. and that was that was the thing that's what that is awesome know. felt most at home in the barn I guess I don't know <laughs> um I have kind of a random like it's kind of terrifying but it is true and it does affect who I am but it is a random fact I I was like almost kidnapped twice two different times as a teenager and like basically evaded like hid from the people or Oh ran. Yeah, I know. That is a little terrifying, but yeah, uh, really it has scary. stuck with me. I'm kind of a, I like, yeah, I'm always checking my surroundings. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah. And then just, that's really, those are the most random facts. Wow. <laughs> so, I feel like being from Louisiana, though, <laughs> if you sit around the table with me at all for any type of meal, something is going to come out of my mouth and you're going to be like, what did you just say? And I'm like, Oh, well, when my dad found that alligator the other day in his backyard, they're like, that doesn't even, that doesn't happen to real people. I'm like, Oh, but it does. That is so awesome. Oh, that is amazing. Uh, yeah. Pig judging and yeah. alligators. This is like my favorite when we ask these questions. I know. We get to learn the randomest we really fun do. things about people. So you mentioned, uh, um, how the Lord has really given you a passion for discipleship. And it's cool to hear how he also then equipped you through different experiences in your lives, in your life to kind of walk those out. So um, what would you say that really led to that passion? You mentioned taking that class. Was there anything else that really gave you a heart for discipleship? I ultimately, um, for me, I, I've always wanted to kind of write a book and say each chapter would be about a woman who has poured into my life at a different mm -hmm. time. And I have memories and specific women in my life. It's like every season of my life, I can name Danette Post as my, you know, elementary Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. And she even carried on into high school. And then the women who just taught faithfully Bible study when I was growing up in high school. And then Kathy Nelson, who actually I'm so excited. She was a dear mentor and of mine in, in college, and she's coming to proclaim truth this year as a workshop teacher. Oh. Um, she is in a faithful woman to minister to women in college, and I um, am so grateful for her. And so it just went woman after woman after woman in my life who has poured into me and has taught me the what I, what I do know now and what I know, which is just becoming a disciple and continuously just multiplying the believers in the gospel and how that happens. And so the passion kind of, first of all, grew from those women who poured into me. Um, I think I've, it's becoming more and more clear for me how I love collaborating and connecting with other people. Like that just mm -hmm. really jazzes me up. Um, and it's nothing more exciting to me than when people are like, I need to know where to go for the best sushi or I need yes. a plumber or who do you know that does this? I love to like, Oh, I have a friend down the street, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love to connect people. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like proclaim truth is, is just like the, most fun way that I'm getting to connect women with these other godly women who are doing the things that they want to do and they're being faithful to do it. And they've paved a road that they can show us how to walk mm. in a way that other people may not be able to, like, we could probably read a book, but these women are faithfully doing it and they can tell you about the challenges and, and the roadblocks that they've run into. Um, 
I am not personally on my stage as a speaker because I see myself as a learner Mm -hmm. and I see myself as I can bring these women in because I know what it feels like to be the woman who's sitting in the seat, Mm -hmm. who's saying, I want to be faithful to what the joy that God's given me, the hope that God's given me. And I want that for all these other women. I just, I'm not sure how to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I get that. And so for me, I'm just like, you're doing it. Come tell us what you're doing. Mm, you're doing it. Good. Come yeah. tell us what the Lord's taught you. And so for me, like, I love, like I said, to collaborate and connect people. And so I love being able to do that. And that's really where proclaimed truth kind of birthed out of, mm. um, for me to be able to acknowledge that that's really what I love to do because a lot of fear can hold us back thinking, I don't have what it takes to do mm. this, but that's the truth. I don't have what it takes, but I do know that it is possible. And that there are women who have gone before us that we can learn from. So yeah, that's, that's a really good a point. Lot of where that passion came from. So, yeah. yeah. I love that because I think we've all at any point in our lives are both being discipled and discipling. Right. Absolutely. And all so we are always needing connectors. Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm being faithfully discipled, which is such a gift, but I know I should turn and use that and disciple someone else. And so we, we all kind of need, we need connectors. We need connectors yeah. that can kind of make that happen. Cause we think in our head, Oh, this is just going to happen organically and discipleship just kind of happens naturally. And sometimes it does. And when it does, that is a crazy gift for God. But a lot of times it takes, you know, things like what you're doing at like conferences and systems within churches that can help foster that, um, discipleship. And so that's really cool. I love that God has given you that desire for not just discipleship, but helping women find discipleship because it's not always that easy to find. Yeah. And also one of the things we've touched on quite a few times during the series is just really like cheering each other on, mm-hmm. um, in our journeys and to remember like there's enough room for all of us. Like Absolutely. God wants to use all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we're not sharing some secret that someone's going to steal from us. Right. And then they're going to have this huge following that we're not going to have because we shared our secret like that. That doesn't matter. Like we're in this mm-hmm. for God's glory and for mm-hmm. his kingdom and um, not for our own. And so I think that's mm-hmm. really, really cool. This idea of women coming together and collaborating and really mm-hmm. um, just joining hands and doing this together. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. We saw a beautiful picture of it at Proclaim Truth back in January uh, and can't I wait for this awesome. next January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I do think like we all need, we need the community. We need the structure. We also need the freedom to grow and create. And so we kind of need all of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I think it, it takes all of that and, and we haven't actually, um, cornered the market. We don't actually have anything new. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. There's uh, nothing new under the sun. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. We all are very unique in, in the way that we can present those things and, and share that. And so, what I have is it might not be unique information, but I pray that the Lord's just using it for the women who Mm -hmm. are able to come and want to come. So, yeah. 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 So where would you say um, we see this exampled in scripture? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I was uh, anticipating this question. I was like, man, where do we see in the Bible that we are called to make disciples and how to make disciples and what are we supposed to teach and what are we supposed to proclaim? 
it's all over mm-hmm. the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I was like, how do I narrow that down? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. How long do we have? I cannot do this. Um, this is, you know, as a friend of mine says, she goes, this is above my pay grade. You know. <laughs> uh, so um, I was just started thinking and I was, I was thinking, how do I do this? And then I thought, okay, I'm just, I'm going to tell you exactly what um, we tell women who come to proclaim truth. And that's that we have four values. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the best description of where do we see this call to make disciples and, and how to make disciples and what to teach. Like that's what I think we're asking. And so we have our values are truth, multiplication, faithful disciples, and strengthening the teacher. And so, um, we have, uh, I rely on Deuteronomy six, four through six. And I'm just going to read that if that's okay with you guys. It says, listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. And so with that value, like we believe that the truth comes from God and it is found in scripture. Mm -hmm. And so what are we teaching? We're teaching the truth of God, the foundation of knowing God, Christian belief, Christian formation, all the authority, the right theology, the doctrine that comes from God. And the scripture is completely sufficient to clearly reveal God to us faithfully and Mm -hmm. continuously. Mm -hmm. Like it hasn't stopped. He is still revealing himself in the scriptures. It's not old stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, So we we truly, like, we want to teach truth, and we want to encourage women to teach truth. Um, we value multiplication. First mm-hmm. Peter 2, 9 through 10, talks about how we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that we may proclaim the praises of the one who mm-hmm. called you out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. We know that God has called us into this and he has given us specifically is giving me like wonderful mentors and leadership and women and men who have just poured into my life and he's called me into this adventure to, to share that. And so proclaim truth. Like I get to do that with these women and I get to help them make disciples, um, and give them skills that they need and just, um, help them understand truth and theology and doctrine so that they can be strengthened in that. And so I do, I think strengthening the teacher and helping them grow, in the knowledge of God is so important. Um, and so second Peter three talks about how we grow in that knowledge constantly. And so we do that, um, through a couple of different ways. And that is looking to mentors who are really faithful teachers of the word, people that we can trust and that we know, um, they are diving in deep for Mm -hmm. themselves And so we can trust them. And um, we have workshops that are specifically for women in different areas of ministry. And so maybe you're ministering to your children at home or you're ministering to a high school student, or maybe you are doing specific ministry to moms. And so we have workshops that kind of go a little bit deeper, further into skills that will help you grow, Mm -hmm. not only in theology and and knowing doctrine and what the scriptures say, but how to do it faithfully. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have, we just want to keep 
ultimately putting Christ before us and knowing that we are faithful disciples who are continuously growing and learning and knowing who God is and that we are putting before others the word of God, because ultimately our need is Christ in this world, no matter what you're suffering with. And so God has given us the ability to mirror Christ Mm -hmm to others. And so we want to encourage women to be faithful disciples, be, be that faithful mirror. And, and so one thing, um, that, uh, really wise Prof Hendricks is someone that I have read a lot of and learned a lot from. He's no longer with us, but he talks about how we would study the word of God so that we would grow to hate what God hates and love what God loves. And so we want to just keep putting that before the women as we are pouring into them to be faithful disciples because we're marrying Christ for people who may not know him right now. That's good. That's good. So you mentioned several times um, all of this is ultimately to know more about who God is. And, um, that is actually what we talked about at the last proclaimed truth, which we loved because we had just done a series on our podcast about who God is. Mm -hmm. Um, so we love that, but what has God been showing you about himself through, um, this focus on discipleship and on, um, helping women teach other women and just, um, how Mm -hmm. to be disciples of him? What has he been showing you about who he is? Um, ultimately that, you know, he has a greater passion for his name than I can mm-hmm. ever have a passion for his name. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we can get tripped up into thinking that we have to have all the right answers, Yeah, that we have to have um, all the right steps and the prettiest, I don't know, whatever presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he is faithful to his plan of building a kingdom and his purpose of building his kingdom. He's faithful. He's generous and he's mysterious. Mm. Um, I don't understand all the things that he is bringing along beside Mm. us to, to his, what his goal is. Um, but he's in charge of it, in charge of it. And I know that he guides us and I can trust him from the smallest of details Mm. and to the biggest of details. Mm -hmm. He's got it and he's passionate and, so I can, I can trust him. You're the second one that has said trust. Yeah. But, like um, with risen motherhood, they, Emily said that was the big thing that God had been teaching her too, is that mm-hmm. we can trust him. So I'm seeing yeah. this theme yeah. and I like it because yeah. I need that reminder mm-hmm. daily, yeah. daily. I need that reminder. Yeah, it's not ours. Ultimately, mm-hmm. like we, what do we learn about him as he gives us passions is, It's not my, it's not even my passion. Like Mm -hmm. he's given it to me. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I can trust him with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And that actually leads into um, kind of our next question. And we've asked this of every person we've interviewed on this series is kind of what are some of the challenges? And I think Mm -hmm. specifically for what I'd love to hear from you is um, this idea. And we talked about this a little bit before the recording, but you have a, you know, a passion for discipleship and there's challenges that come along with that but also the challenge of running this ministry and putting on this conference 
where there's kind of this, you know, this tension that we walk in of, hey, I'm putting on this conference for God's glory, right? That's what the series mm-hmm. is about is using our gifts for God's glory. So where, where are the ways that you feel kind of stuck or you might feel like you're mm-hmm. being challenged and do you struggle with, you know, trying to have some of the glory for yourself or maybe you don't struggle with that at all but do you have a different a different um challenge that comes along with putting on something because I mean you have big speakers come there you have a ton of women who love your conferences and so how do you kind of balance that challenge of keeping the focus on God's glory and and Mm -hmm. not your own well I think that he makes that uh yeah, like, how do I keep that focus? I think that God really is really gracious in, in giving me challenges so that I am able to keep my focus mm-hmm. on him ultimately, because I'm faced with things that I, I don't know how to fix these things, mm-hmm. or I don't know how to present these or, or put it all together. I mean, I think that he's given me skills and in, in gifting, um, certainly, but even that I have to trust him to, to guide me and walk me through it. But I kind of, um, I see challenges as being external and internal. Mm. And so I kind of break up challenges that way personally. And, um, and a lot of the challenge internally is just fear and insecurity related to Mm. doing this work, Mm. inviting others to, to join me and asking women to trust the vision that, that God has given, um, in what we offer at Proclaim Truth. And so how I personally face that challenge of just being fearful or insecure or worried or um, overwhelmed is what I call perspective. And um, I'm very visual. And so um, that's something that I've worked on throughout the year. And I I literally say, I'm going to have, get some perspective. Mm -hmm. And that perspective is me sitting with the Lord in scripture and truth. And um, it doesn't look the same every day, but a lot of times it's just me asking for clarity and truth and asking the Lord just to meet those feelings of what I have. Um, and he is really faithful in his word to just keep showing us himself and saying, you're, you will become fearless when you realize who I am. Mm. And so, um, I am able just to confess my doubts, my insignificance, my pride. And he, he meets me on that. And so reading scripture and journaling, um, is definitely how I overcome mm-hmm. that, those fears and insecurities and internal, you know, challenges. Um, and then externally, you know, just with doing something like this as, um, it, as you're calling a parachurch ministry organization, mm-hmm. like it's outside of the church. And so we're met with all kinds of things like, this is a crazy idea. You're, you'll never be able to do this or mm. someone's already doing this. This is being done. You know, <laughs> you, how, how can you think you're going to do this? And uh, mm. again, uh, how do I meet that challenges with my perspective? I go before the Lord and I go, God, you have given me this vision. You've mm. given me these tools and I can't help but see this path. And mm-hmm. so I need you to help me to know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so even those external challenge, I mean, yeah, those are met with, um, with me just taking them to the Lord. Um, I think other external challenges, of course, are time, busy mom, mm-hmm. family. I've got dirty laundry and <laughs> I want to cook dinner for my family. And, um, uh, so finances and time, those are things that, that are challenges of how do I do this? Um, 
well. Mm-hmm. Because um, for me, I am not the type of person that's going to wake up before everyone in the house is awake. And I don't stay up late and work. Mm-hmm. I admire those women. I don't know how <laughs> they do it. I have like really good energy between like 10 and two and I've got lunch in there somewhere. And so how do I do that? Um, I'm I so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's hard. It's really, those adrenals are not functioning correctly. So the Lord has to really help me on that one. Um, so yeah, I have to be really extra intentional about my time and my processes mm-hmm. for getting my work done. And so I kind of have developed a four-step process of how I organize all my to-dos and get mm-hmm. them done. Um, I'm happy to share that with you. And then uh, for finances, like I have, I'm, I love numbers. I love budgeting and I write it all down. And I'm very specific with how we're spending our money and what we're going to charge. And does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah. there's, it's, it's a really interesting place to be because there's this whole stigma I mentioned earlier. Like there's this whole stigma around um, if you're serving churches, you shouldn't be charging. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. we have talked and, about that. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a very hard thing to do because um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not wealthy. <laughs> I don't. I can't just pay for everything on my own, right. and and so I can't do it for free. And that's very hard to do, you know. And so yeah. I I I take a great responsibility in making sure that things are done well mm-hmm. and um, they're valuable, and that. I value other people who are helping me with it because I can't pay, you know, my friends or, or speakers that are helping or even Starbucks that might be our Starbucks doesn't provide our coffee. So you can scratch that one, but <laughs> whoever provide our coffee, like they don't, um, I can't barter with them, like with pot pies and stuff, which is kind of how I barter with my friends. Like I've cooked them didn't meals, but, um, the speakers, like they have to be paid. So right. there's this, weird thing that you have to to deal with in finances and and pray that the lord helps bless that so yeah yeah. that's that's such a good point so would you what would you say if someone was like hey i've really been encouraged by you know hearing her heart for discipleship and not just her heart for discipleship but using her gifts kind of outside of the church how would you encourage someone that's like Hey, I want to, you know, I really want to pray about this and see what this might look like for me. Do you have a specific encouragement for those people? I mean, I think my path um, and what I've learned is, yeah, you're praying. And if the Lord is giving you um, like some specific creative ways to, to, I guess, what Philippians would say would be building up the body um, and living out the gospel and, if you're not doing that with, if you go to your church and your church is not, it's not something specifically for your church and wanting to do it outside of that, I would share those passions with really trusted advisors um, and get feedback from them. Like as you're praying through it, I have people who, um, men and women who are at my church who are Bible scholars and ministry leaders and financial advisors and lawyers and business coaches. And, and I shared with all of them, there were a couple of years where proclaimed truth just sat on my, my mind and my heart. And I would just very gently kind of introduce these ideas to people. And, mm-hmm. um, and I just surrounded myself with thinkers and not just experts, but people who would ask me questions and help me dive into what this meant. Um, and so I would just say, share it with your community. Um, 
and that sort of thing, that would be one of the things that I would encourage you. To, I guess that's like a three part thing, actually, <laughs> like praying and and sharing with your community. Um, I think another thing is if you're wanting to to serve the body specifically, as like a like I'm serving women specifically, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to get to know the people you want to serve. Mm, yeah, um, that's that's very important to ask questions that would help you understand the way they think, feel, and do what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. And and those are psychological, like there are, there are ways that people think about that. That's not something that's new to me, but asking questions to help you understand where they are and where mm-hmm. they want to be is going to help you tremendously in helping you because you're wanting to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately is if you're wanting to do something like I'm doing. Um, and so looking at the specific problems and, and going, how can I help someone get to where they want to be or where, where we know we want to be as believers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is I read a lot. I listen to mm-hmm. a lot of podcasts. I listen, <laughs> I read a lot. Um, but one specific piece uh, I think that's really helpful when it comes to reading. And this also comes from Howard Hendricks again. And um, he, he said, if you to, in order to be able to really read and read well, if you have 30 minutes to read, spend the first half reading and the second half reflecting. Mm. And the way that I do that is I reflect by writing or by talking through with my husband or a yeah. friend, because I'm a verbal processor. Uh-huh. And so, um, a lot of times I like to verbally process. And so, you know, that's what I do. And I think that's been really helpful for me in my learning. Um, so, yeah. That is really helpful. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause I- I think we're both we're both verbal processors. I think that's where this podcast came from is that we were sitting on my couch verbally processing theology. And my husband was like, hey, y'all need y'all need a podcast. (laughs) So this is us verbally processing right now. So you said you like to read. Do you have any recommended resources for us? Specifically books? Mm, Books I do. Um you know, when it comes to like doctrine and theology, I anything by Tozer, yes. Attributes of God, Knowledge of so Holy, good. I think all of those are really readable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've found them very readable. Now, I did tell a friend the other day they were reading a book and she was like, I just didn't get what they were saying. And they're using this term. And I was like, here's the your best friend sometimes in reading is a dictionary. I can remember, yes. I'm going to date myself, but reading Tozer for the first time in college maybe and going I don't understand what he's saying and I had like a little tiny pocket dictionary and I would like look up the words and then I would write in the side you know what that word meant and it just helps so tremendously but now we have like Kindle right where you have Webster's (laughs) right there that's (laughs) that's the best thing ever so um I think a book just recently that has that was kind of rocked my world helped me and my understanding specifically of God was uh, delighting in the Trinity by Michael Mm -hmm. Reeves. Mm -hmm. It's a tremendous resource on the Trinity and understanding the Trinity. Um, Anything by my friend Jen Wilkin. Of course. Uh, (laughs) She is just uh, for this generation. She has made that uh, God and who God is and studying the Bible. So accessible Mm -hmm. for women specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, I'm going to throw this one out there because I just started 
reading it. Like literally I'm only in chapter two, but I really like it. Um, it was suggested to me by another friend at my church and it's hearers and doers. Um, it's by Kevin Ben Hooser. If I say that name correctly, um, the tagline is a pastor's guide to making disciples through scripture and doctrine. Wow. That sounds sounds great. Wonderful. Good. It's, it's so good. So sounds good. Get a dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do it like for specifically for like discipleship and teaching people how to study the Bible, or if that's something you're wanting to know, um, any like prof Hendricks, uh, Howard Hendricks has a couple of books, uh, teaching to change lives Mm -hmm. and then living by the book. Um, both are really good books about how to study the Bible. There's a book called His Word Alone by a girl named Summer Lacey. And it's not a a book that you're going to find on a shelf. Like it's uh, Barnes and Noble most likely. Um, And she actually is coming to our conference as well, but she is influenced by Jen Wilkin. And I think for her, I love her writing because she's like the woman in the seat, you know, Mm -hmm. like she really is there and she gets it and she understands like a smaller group Bible study. And when you just want to teach a group of women, the Bible, mm-hmm. she really gets that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible project is oh, an yes. amazing mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. resource yeah. when you're studying the Bible and you want to understand what the book of Job is about or what mm-hmm. the whole story of the mm-hmm. Bible is about. Mm-hmm. It gives you such a great insight into those things. And then, um, I think also one, I have two more. No, you're so good. You're lot. good. Here we go. People oh, love resources. Yes, this is I great. I don't know. Um, footnotes. Anytime you're reading a book, mm. go look at the footnotes and see who's being quoted and go find those books oh. and read those books. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, those are really, what really, I think, very helpful for me. Um, and then. I'd mentioned getting to know your people. I mm-hmm. think yeah. that um, when you're wanting to transfer lives for the gospel and getting to know them and, and understanding where they're coming from and the culture that's influencing them and then figuring out how to make, make it past that in order to transform their lives with the gospel. Um, there's a book that's been very helpful for me called Choosing Peace. Uh, the uh, author is Lassiter and Kenyon. And they talk about, I have a friend that actually talks about it speaking human and it's, um, a way to just be able to ask questions of people and understanding where they're coming from Mm -hmm. in order to be able to say, I see you're saying you need to be recognized or you're Mm -hmm. saying it's basically a way to have empathy for them Mm -hmm. and be able to know what it is that they're really wanting and desiring. And ultimately we know that mm-hmm. need, whatever it is, is met in Christ. Right. And so in order to be able to help them understand that, you have to know what they're actually mm-hmm. needing. Oh, that's um, good. Another book is Making It Stick, which is all about the science of learning. I love it. Um, if you're wanting to know how people actually do learn and how to teach the Bible, it doesn't have anything about the Bible in it. Oh, but how funny! It's all about learning. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a it's not a, um, a a biblical book or a church book or a theology book. It's just strictly about the science of learning, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think two two more things. 
Sorry, you guys. No, you're this good. Is this is I great. I told you I love uh, collaboration. <laughs> yes, this is wonderful. <laughs> this is it. You just opened a whole can of worms for me. <laughs> um, two more resources, okay? Sticky notes is a great resource if you're trying to do something where you're basically running a business, right? So you have all the different things that you're trying to think of that you want to do throughout the day. I keep sticky notes and I have one wall in my office. And when I think of something, whether it's buy dog food or go listen to this podcast or send my friend Natasha an email about the next newsletter that we need to send out for Proclaim Truth, I write a note on a sticky note and I stick it on the wall. So then when I go to work, I sit down at my desk and I go, what do I need to do? And I pick oh. up the sticky note and I do it and then I throw it away. Yeah. It's oh, so yeah. satisfying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about an app or something <laughs> at first. So I was like, oh, was okay. Like, sticky notes, the app. No, like literally sticky notes. She means post-it sticky, sticky notes. notes. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. It is a, it is a great resource for getting things done. Yeah. Are you a type uh, one on the Enneagram? I have no idea. Isn't that sad? You no, don't, I don't know. You're going to have to figure I that out. Know. I cried at the Enneagram <laughs> 6 song, but um, but then some friends of mine told me they think I'm a 4. A I four? don't know. I okay. have one friend that told me, he said, I think I'm a 6. You know, he said, if it's on a scale of 1 to 10, I think I'm an 11. That is not me. I would never say that about myself, but I thought that was funny because that's kind of like, you're right. I have no idea what number I am. That's funny. (laughs) Just the organization piece of it, I was like, and like checking off lists, that sounds very one to me. But, you know, it is very satisfying, but it doesn't mean my whole house is very organized. That's awesome. You don't want to see my t-shirt drawer. It's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I will say I do just, I've learned that I have to keep an attitude that I am constantly growing. I'm constantly Mm -hmm. learning. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to fail. I'm Mm -hmm. going to say silly things and it's okay. Yep. Yeah. We are always growing. We are always learning. We have not arrived. It's <laughs> so. <laughs> so true. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're um, really looking forward to the conference. Do you want to give a little plug for it, like dates and sign up and that? Sure. Okay. I will. Um, so Proclaim Truth, we are all about equipping and encouraging women who want to communicate God's word, whether it's in your home, in your church, or in your community. Um, And we will be focusing from our main stage this year on the doctrine of scripture. Mm. And so all about where do we get the scripture and what is the scripture and how does that influence how we're teaching women and and what we're doing in ministry and in life. And so um, our main speakers are Jen Wilkin, Jackie Hill Perry, Courtney Resig, and Whitney Caps. Mm. Um, I'm very excited about all of them. They all will come and faithfully speak truth to us and be really good examples of how to prepare and present the gospel um, well. The conference is January 23rd through the 25th in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. And you can register right now at ProclaimTruth.com. The current price is 175. This is the early bird price. It does go up on I'm looking at my calendar. <laughs> September the 23rd, the price goes up to 199. Um 
And then I would love to share a promo code to get $10 off of registration and, and if anyone would like to use that. Mm-hmm. So um, if you use the code, how about ADORN? Perfect. Perfect. How about that? Does that work? Yeah, it um, works. You can just put that in and you'll get $10 off your registration. Um, awesome. We do have a group registration of 10 or more. So you get $19 off with 10 or more and some special perks. So you can look into that if you have a group of women that want to come together. Awesome. So, That's wonderful. Um, what else should I say about that? I mean, I think that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think it's good. Speakers, yeah. The dates. yeah, yeah it's the speakers. Good. And I think Workshops. that the- a most amazing thing is the workshops. I mm-hmm. think you're totally right. I think that the speakers are amazing, but the workshops, you get to choose from nine different workshops three different times. And so you get three different workshops that you get to choose that are very specific to what you're wanting to grow in and become better in and and just strengthen you the best we can. And so I think we get more compliments from women from the workshops than anything else. And so I think it's kind of a, a sweet surprise. You're like, whoa, that just really transformed what I'm going to be doing when I get home. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They're very, very, very practical. Yeah. I enjoyed the workshops a lot. Yeah. Yep, Good. Well, do you have a quote or a favorite verse that you would like to leave us with today? I do. Well, I mean, I have lots of good quotes and verses that I love. Um, but specifically for today, I just wanted to share, um, this is a prayer that, uh, of scripture that I have used from even before I started telling people about proclaimed truth. And, um, it's Colossians four, two through six, and it says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word Mm -hmm. to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned Mm -hmm. with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so that has been a verse that I pray is that the Lord would just continue to open doors for the word Mm. for us to declare the mystery of Christ and just to be faithful in, in praying for that with Thanksgiving as to every little step that he opens. And so that is, that's a prayer that I have. I love that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. We look forward to seeing you in January. Oh, gosh, I can't wait. It'll be fun. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.